Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles, if you would, for the next few moments. and um, We're going to go to Luke chapter 1 tonight. And um, we're going to stay anchored for the next several weeks right around these scriptures. Not these exact verses, but we're, we're going to relish this sacred month because we're supposed to. Amen. We're going we're gonna to relish this time of, of Christ the Lord being born and birthed and his glory to the earth, his glory to the nations. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1, are you there tonight? Father, we thank you for the anointing that is upon the Holy Word of God. We thank you for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that came upon men, Lord, and breathed upon them prophetically to write by your Spirit and gave us this everlasting Word. And I thank you, your Word shall never pass away. Glory to God. Somebody say it. His Word will never pass away. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the story of glory. We thank you for the history and the lentage and the heritage, God. The legacy of the word. The legacy of the family, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray that the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon, Lord, these moments together as we dive into the scriptures tonight and move together. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say amen. Next few moments, I want to talk to you for about the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit with us. And Cody, thank you. Everybody say, Cody, thank you. <laughs> Amen. I love this sacred month. How many of you love this month? It's um, it's, it's a it's a month. It's a special month, and it's set aside. Obviously, for the honor of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I love the candles. Um, I love the lights. How many of you love the lights? And, um, we live up um, off of university. And I, it's just, to me, it's just the best place of Sarasota. Because the Benderson family had such vision and um, such a, amazing hearts of celebration to honor Christmas. And so... Man, it is, it is lit up spectacular. If you don't get up there by the UTC Mall, I'm going to give an ultra call for that tonight. And you're going to receive it in Jesus' name. But I, I encourage you, get up to the UTC Mall, that area, and, and um, it is just lit up. I love the lights. My wife and I, our family, we love the lights. We love the giving of gifts. We love the songs. <laughs> we love it all. But most of all, we love the story of Jesus. Towering above it all, we love the miracle story, the supernatural story of the revealing of Jesus. It's what it's all about. And um, last night, Victoria, our, our daughter, she was, she was going strong after God with, the, with the, the mighty Sarasota House of Prayer crew praying till midnight, and they were burning. And so um, I wasn't burning, Bren wasn't burning. Josiah wasn't burning. We went to Cracker Barrel. So. 
<laughs> yes, and, and, and a word from the Lord tonight is when Cracker Barrel calls you, don't let it go to voicemail. So, anyway, we were home. The three of us were out, and um, we, were, we were enjoying the Christmas tree and the glow of the tree and enjoying our, our little dog and just, just family time. It's just been really beautiful. But Victoria was away last night at House of Prayer. And so we, we made the family decision to go to Cracker Barrel. And so, so glad we did. <laughs> so glad we did. <laughs> and um, yes, Victoria, Victoria. And um, but last night we... we uh, we actually jumped in Josiah's Ford Mustang, and we asked Josiah to drive, and he said, hey, would you guys like to listen to some Christmas carols? And I'm like, absolutely. And so he put on this really nice mix of Christmas carols in the car, and, and really almost, almost the entire drive to Cracker Barrel, it, it was just quiet. And it was just us, you know, singing very gently these beautiful Christmas carols, and it was just, it was a wonderful and on the way, we were, we were singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Don't you love that? Cody, jump on the keyboard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I pulled it up, and I want you to hear these words today. Um, we, 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 had these, we had the most amazing experience last year when we were in Israel. We went to Bethlehem. And we sat in the fields of the shepherds, and we started singing Christmas carols in Bethlehem. That will do something to you. It'll do something to you. It'll wreck you. And we were sitting in these beautiful flowing hills in the land of Bethlehem, singing these amazing Christmas carols that we've sang all our lives, and now there we are. We're, we're in Bethlehem, in the fields, in the mountains, declaring these words. And I want you to listen to these words before we dive into Luke. It says, Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Christ by highest heaven adorned, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the favored one. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail incarnate deity, pleased as man in men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark, you've heard this one before, haven't you? Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. I've got a little bit farther to go. Hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Hear this again. Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays by glory by, born that man may, no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. 
hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Can I go on? Come, desire of nations, come. That's Matthew chapter 21, or chapter 12, verse 21. Come, desire of nations, come. That's what we were praying in intercession tonight. Are you with me? Come, desire of nations, come. Fix in us thy humble home. Rise the woman's conquering seed. Listen to it. Rise the woman's conquering seed. Bruise in us the serpent's head. <laughs> what a declaration. These are Christmas carols, folks. These are Christmas carols. One more time. Come, desires of nation, come. Fix in us thy humble home. Rise the woman's conquering seed. Bruise in us the serpent's head. Adam's likeness now efface. Stamp thine image in its place. Final Adam from above. Reinstate us in thy love. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Come on. Come on. Woo! My. My God, that's powerful. It's verse 26 tonight, and it was the sixth month, and the angel Gabriel, he was commissioned. He was sent by God to the city of Galilee. I've been there. Named Nazareth, I've been there. I'm like Johnny Cash tonight. I've been everywhere, man. I've been there. Okay, sorry. So he was sent to Galilee from Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. <laughs> but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. <laughs> Me too. And then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Wow. Wow. Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you'll bring forth a son. She'll call his name Jesus, and he'll be great, and he'll be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Would you read that with me? And of his kingdom, there will be no end. One more time. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I, I do not know a man? And the angel answered unto her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, she's also conceived a son in her old age, and now this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. Hmm. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary rose in those days, and she went to the hill country in haste or in a hurry 
to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. My. <laughs> oh, I like that. And listen to this. She spoke out with a loud voice. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. I wanted to make sure I read that right. I always hear the fruit of your loom. That's not what the word says. It's not what it says. I have said so many funny things over so many years preaching. My gosh. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. She said that boldly. Why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice, oh, there it is. As soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, my God. As soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Here we go. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Wow. This is what it's all about. And this is why we love Christmas immeasurably. Beyond the lights, beyond the cards, beyond the expressions of love, beyond ex the gift giving beyond loving each other with, with words and cards that we'll express and, and remind each other that we love each other and we're thankful for each other. And all of those things are so wonderful, so needed. But it's the story of Jesus that carries a weight of glory about it. It's not just history that we, and I try to say this so often because I, I believe that the Lord, the Lord by His Holy Spirit wants to attach us to under, have an understanding which is the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom to understand this is our family that we're talking about. This is your story. This is my story. I'm totally connected and engrafted into this story. And I can, I can feel that tonight just thinking about us sitting there in the, the shepherd's fields there in Bethlehem and thinking about, gosh, we've come all this way, but this is home. This is where it all began for us. And this is, this is where the angels sang over the shepherds and the heavens were open and they, the, the, the angels released this good tidings of great joy to the earth, sang over the earth and said, God's intentions for you are peace and goodwill towards men. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. And we have, we have this family member of ours named Mary. She's pretty special. She's, she's pretty special. How many of you are Catholics in the house tonight? That's what I thought. She's, she's really special. <laughs> Nobody lifted their hand. Somebody kind of lifted. Well, I, always like to tell, I always like to tell Catholics that Mary was in the upper room with the 120, and she was baptized with the Holy Spirit and was speaking in tongues. Go ahead and give God praise for that. <laughs> I want you to think about this tonight, about Mary's relationship with God. Because she had an amazing favor. She was wrapped in the favor of God. She was chosen 
by God to become this extraordinary instrument to, to literally bless every generation on the face of the earth. And because of her faith and because of the way that she chose to participate with the Holy Spirit, you and I are now grafted into the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. Think about that. Her obedience, just the level that she participated with the Holy Spirit, it, it is beyond what any human being can ever comprehend. It is clear that from this text, it's clear that Mary didn't really understand exactly what God was doing, but she believed and she obeyed. She was willing to say yes to God. I want you to hear that again because in the last couple of weeks, I've talked about there's, there's something about our generation that everything has to be explained to us, and we've got to have it all figured out before we're, we're actually willing to step out in faith and in obedience and really do something. But it was quite the opposite with Mary because Mary, Mary by her faith and Mary by her yes with God began to participate and come into a unity with the Holy Spirit. And because of her yes, again, it released this level of blessing unto us. And I, and I want to encourage the parents out there tonight, teach your children to say yes to God. Moms and dads, hear me tonight. Teach your children to say yes to God. Grandparents out there tonight, teach your grandchildren to say yes to God. I am so thankful that Bren's mother and father taught her how to say yes to God. I'm so thankful that my mother and my father taught me how to say yes to God and believe God and go on faith adventures and faith journeys and believe God. Teach your children, teach your grandchildren, teach Levi, Jason, to always say yes to God, to be obedient. When you don't have it all figured out, when you can't explain everything, have a yes in your spirit. She's like, what do you, I, I, I really don't grasp what you're talking about, Gabriel. I've never been with a man. I, I, I don't know how this could actually happen in the natural, but I'm, I, I'm buying in. My faith is buying in, but this is very different. You see, Mary had to begin to participate with God by faith. And that's where it all begins. It, you begin your participation with simple trust and a faith to say, God, I believe what you're saying. Yeah, it is. It's a good word. But like Mary, see, God is looking for people who, who know how to say yes to God. God is looking for people who know how to say yes to Him. God is looking for people that will say, I believe you, God. That they'll believe and they'll obey the voice of God. Faith always comes first. Understanding comes much later. I want to be a man. I, I, want, I want us to be a family who says yes to the will of God. I want us to be a tribe of people that we obey the voice and the, the spirit of God. I, I want us to be a tribe of people that we buy into the agenda of God. That we're not that bitten, bridle people that we're just hard and disgruntled. And no, God, God can just gently touch this family and we yield and we say, yes, God, we will do that. We'll move with you. We'll follow, so to speak, that pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day. We, we are flexible. We like to say around here, blessed are the flexible for they shall bend and not break. So that's, that's Brian 316 there, this power, powerful word. God's looking for people that will say, God, I trust you. And he's, he's looking for people who will say, God, do in me and do with me what you will. God, do in me and do with me what you will. 
in the glory of the new covenant through Christ, we, we literally have a level of opportunity, an opportunity zone by faith to participate with God just like Mary participated with the Holy Spirit. And when you think about that, in the glory of the new covenant, we have the ability to participate with the Holy Spirit in such a level that, that literally we become pregnant with the Son of God. <laughs> Guys, is that okay? Are you all right? <laughs> to be pregnant, to be filled with the Spirit of God, as Christ, as, as Paul the Apostle says in Colossians 1, that, that literally it is Christ in you who is the hope of glory. It becomes Christ, the Son of the living God, who gets birthed and formed in you, that you become conformed into the image of Christ himself. And, and in verse 32, this is where we, we, we got to pick it up again, because he says, he says uh, verse 31, he says, Behold, you're going to conceive in your womb, you're going to bring forth a son, and you're going to call his name Jesus. Isn't it his? He will be so great, he'll be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David, and I want to I want to just talk for a moment about what it means to conceive, because the angel said you're you're going to conceive, and then you're going to bring forth a son. And if you look up conceive, it, it means that it means you beget or you become pregnant, or and and this is important. It means you have the ability to receive seed. If you conceive, you have the ability within you to receive seed. This is how we become born again. Yet people, people do not have an ability to receive seed or rhema word from God when they're in a realm of unbelief. If you're in a place, I want to say that again. See, doubting, doubting is very different from unbelief. When, when you doubt, it means you're waffling, okay? And it means that you're unsure. But if you move into a realm of unbelief, it means you have chosen not to believe. Do you see the difference? There's a big difference between doubt and unbelief. That's why, that's why Jesus would even go into cities, and because they were so locked in, even when they saw signs and wonders and miracles and heard the gospel of glory and the testimony, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is right before you repent. And they were in such a place of unbelief that Jesus would have to leave that city because they were in a horrible place. They chose not to believe. Wow. That's sobering, isn't it? So doubt is literally waffling, yet unbelief is, is deliberately choosing, I will not believe. And then... Uh, the, the Apostle Mark, in his gospel, in, in, in Mark chapter 4, he talks about the things of the world that literally choke out the word. We're talking about getting pregnant, where, where you don't have the ability to conceive within yourself. And, and he says you have to watch out for the things in the world because as the seed is going forth, the, the things of this life and the things of this world, they can actually sneak in and they can start choking out the power of the seed being fruitful in you. And, and I'm going to say it to you like this. The things of the world can actually choke the things of God out and you're not getting pregnant and bringing forth the Son of God in your life. Are you with me? Yeah. See, the enemy, he, he, he is fighting that you become unfruitful. He doesn't want you to become fruitful. 
But Jesus, is, his desire is that we all become so fruitful that we bring our Father joy, unending joy. We have so much fruit, it's bringing the Father glory and joy. And fruit is another word for being, being pregnant and giving birth to the Son of God in your life, where the Son becomes manifest. And there's something about, I think we all know this, there's something about the glory of a woman who gets pregnant. There is a radiant shine. There, there is something. There's that radiant shine. There's that radiant glory that comes on a lady who is pregnant. And it's of the Lord. Amen? It's beautiful. Conception, it, it happens in the innermost chambers. I'm going I'm to not, not belabor this point. But I, I want you to hear in the spirit. Because this is, this is important. But conception, we're talking about conceiving. Conception happens in the innermost chamber of a woman. Stay, stay in the spirit here, right? It happens in the most holy place of a woman. Seed is released into the most holy chamber of a woman. And reproduction takes shape. It takes design there. It takes form there by the hand of God. We know what the hymen of a woman is. The, the hymen of a woman is the inner chamber of a woman when she is penetrated and what happens when the hymen is broken, it releases blood. And you have to see this in a revelation. Because it literally is a revelation of seed coming by the blood. The Lord is speaking and revealing His revelation of covenant love, of covenant relationship is released and covered by the power of love for the seed to be released. Are you, are you in the spirit hearing this, please? <laughs> please. <laughs> I don't want any weird emails from you this week. Pastor Brian, you made me sweat. I was nervous. Just, just don't email. Don't do that. To, to conceive means that you, you, to conceive, I'm preaching prophetically tonight to you, it means that you begin to come into agreement with. It means that you literally begin to become enlarged and, 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 and you begin to recognize what God is doing. And you begin to apprehend it through not your natural senses because the natural man is at enmity with God. The natural man doesn't understand the things of God. It takes the spirit man, it takes the new man to understand the things of the spirit. But to conceive means the spirit of revelation starts working in you and you start understanding the ways of God and the things of God. God, God desires freshly, and many of you have, have walked with God for many decades and many years, you have, you have a great heritage, a great legacy, and you've ran with God. You've, you've had mountains and you've had peaks and, and you've had valleys, just like all of us. It's called life. Amen? Are you still with me? And, but, but you've got much farther to go, ladies and gentlemen. You've got much, much farther to go. I mean, when I, when I, when I was reading about Reinhard Bonnke's life, and I was, just, I was just thinking, of course, I thought of you, Pastor Gene, but I was thinking 60 years of, 60 years of ministry. And uh, this, this year of 2020, Brent and I began our 25th year of ministry together. That's, uh, but, but I thought about Reinhard Bonnke, and I thought, I thought 60-plus years and, and how much farther we all have to go. You have a race to run. But in the, in the race, there has to be the freshness of conceiving. 
of the Lord releasing the seed of his word and his life over you. The seed of vision, the seed of new dreams. I think about my son getting ready to head off in just weeks from now to, to a brand new adventure, a brand new a, a journey with God to, to New Zealand to be with the Lord and to study and to prepare and, and, and all the things that are going to begin to be conceived in the spirit and 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 understanding will start being engaged and, and attached to his life and that's what the Lord wants to do afresh in every one of us you you've had an amazing journey and God has been faithful the goodness of God we sang about it tonight the goodness of God's been chasing you down the goodness of God has enveloped you the goodness of God has surrounded you the goodness of God picked you up when 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 nothing else could pick you up God put you back on your feet again he got you running again he got you in faith again he got you believing again but there's a long way to go and the Lord, by His Holy Spirit, He wants to freshly conceive in you revelation of the Son of God. I, I love how the Apostle Paul writes this in, 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 in Romans chapter 5. And, and in verse, I believe it's right around verse 4 or 5. He says that, he says, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It means the Holy Spirit is just continuing to deluge you and deluge you and deluge you with the revelation of the love of God. It's what's going to carry you. Come on, are you with me? I'm, I'm preaching to you. I'm encouraging you right now. Are you receiving this? Are you receiving this? The deluge of the love of God being freshly poured out, shed abroad, as it says, and as I love in the, in the King James Version. It's just shed abroad. It's poured out on you over and over by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is that seed in you that He wants you to freshly receive. Ah, shaka. It's a miracle conception, Mary. It, it has nothing to do with the natural. According to Gabriel... <laughs> And I really like him. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> Gabriel tells him, it, Mary, it's, it has nothing to do with the natural. And I want to encourage you with this. You may want to write it down tonight. That God, God can move in your life in practical ways. And he, he does every day. Actually, God is moving in your life in very practical ways. But God also wants to move in your life in the realm of the mysterious. <laughs> what a rousing amen. <laughs> he wants to move in the realm of your life in the mysterious. I, I want to say to you tonight that God wants to move in the supernatural realm in your life. I will say that God wants to move in profound ways upon your life. That, that your life bears fruit of the testament of what we're talking about. That angels came with messages. And recently our, our, our daughter, uh, she, was, she was with this group. And they were talking about just welcoming the angels of God and the ministry of angels and and um, some friends of hers were saying that they made signs on their door and uh, on their their door in the house and saying angels of God you are welcome here and I like that and that I believe that sign is in our house right now <laughs> God wants to move in your life in profound ways he wants to move in your life in the realm of the mysterious what is the mysterious? It's, it's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. And this is what I'm getting at tonight. See, every time they looked at Mary, they said, I can't explain it. <laughs> every time that they looked at Mary, they were like, it's a mystery. I, I don't get it. 
but it happened. How many of you would like some of that going on in your world? I mean, seriously. Are you with me? How many of you would like some of that going on in your world? Like your friends are like scratching their head like, I can't explain it. I, I, don't, I don't know how it came about, but I'm telling you right now, it happened. This is the realm of the mysterious. It's the realm of the unexplainable. It's the realm of the Spirit of God. It's not of the natural. He says, Mary, I've never been with a man, Gabriel. I've never been with a man. He's like, it's not about that. It's not about the natural. Are you catching this? Are you hearing it? Are you catching it? It's not about the natural. Again, it's about God's super coming on our natural, and it becomes supernatural. I can't explain it, but it happened. And amazingly, I mean, I mean, you think about the things that Mary went through, and I and I and I have to I have to speak to this, okay, to be fair and balanced. I have to speak to it because when God moves in your on your life and in your life, not everybody's going to celebrate it. Not everybody's going to smile at you or give you a great high five when it's happening. Come on, don't. don't. I was there. You go. Case in point. Not everybody's going to give you a high five. Thanks, Mary. She's like looking at me. Not, not everybody's going to celebrate it. Not everybody's going to celebrate it. They, 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 they looked at Mary and uh, they, they snickered. They had stories, right? They, she was, I'm sure Mary was ostracized. She was rejected. Uh, I believe that Joseph was rejected. I mean, that little village of Nazareth, I mean, word was getting around, folks. I mean, I mean it, people weren't tweeting it out. People weren't putting it on Facebook. But it was, it was getting around. Think about what they went through. Think, think about how awkward it was that they really couldn't explain all that God was doing. Wow. And it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me in 2019 that people are still mocking what we hold sacred. They're still mocking it. They're still, you know, I, I, I think about this. <clears throat> I thought about it today. I, I remember set, we're in 19, seven years ago in 2012, um, the atheist movement, I forget what they call it, but I, I remember when they, they did this huge campaign in New York City in downtown Manhattan, and they had these large banners down the skyscrapers, and they had banners all over the um, city buses in downtown Manhattan. And, it's, and, and during Christmas time in 2012, you can go back and Google this and find it. You'll see it all over skyscrapers and, and all over the buses. And it said, keep the merry, but forget the myth. Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, Christmas, you catching it? Keep the Mary, but forget the myth. It's amazing. I mean, there's still mockers. There's, there's still people that they've chosen not to believe. You see the difference? They've chosen not to believe. But that wasn't Mary's story. She believed. And she would bring forth a son. And you know, when God moves on you... <laughs> This is not real deep, but you'll get it. You know, when God moves on you, you can't hide it. <laughs> you know, when you're pregnant, you can't hide it. Ladies, can you hide it? No, when you're, when you're pregnant, you can't hide it. And what I'm saying to you is, so to speak, your spiritual belly is going to get out there. When God starts moving on you, your spiritual belly is going to start showing. Receive that in a good way. I mean, everybody's sucking in tonight. Hiding, I'm hiding the donut, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say over to you tonight that you are chosen to manifest the Son of God.
2020, you are chosen to manifest the Son of God. 2020, this new decade, this new year, these, these roaring 20s, you and I, you and I are chosen. Just, just hit somebody next to you. You are chosen to manifest the Son of God. I'd like you to look at Romans chapter 8 for just a moment. You still with me? I'm going slow tonight, and, and I'm enjoying it. I feel like I'm in a hot tub up here tonight. I'm not kidding. It just feels so good, and y'all are scared. Because when I'm like this, I could preach until midnight, and, and it's awesome. But I won't do that to you. <laughs> Cut it out. What are you doing over there? <laughs> He's ambushing me with joy. I have to be careful with that, too. <laughs> Romans 8 and 29, it says, are you, are you with me? Are you there tonight? So Romans 8, 29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he called, whom he called, he also justified, and, and whom he justified, he also glorified. Oh, that's powerful. Man, this is deep stuff. Thank you, Apostle Paul. Thank you for mentoring us, Apostle Paul. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son of, of God. Don't miss that tonight because... This, this, is, this is really a part of the very identity, the, the, the foundation of our identity of who we are in Christ. That your destiny, and I, and I like to say this all the time, our destiny is to be conformed into the image of the Son of God. That is your destiny, to look like Jesus. But the good news is, ready? I mean, if that wasn't good enough, the cherries on top is it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit that actually makes it happen. It's not you. You've all realized that? That you, 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 you can grunt. Have you, ever, have you ever driven by a tree and heard a tree like grunting to try to bear fruit? You're not going to hear it. It doesn't happen. It's, not, it, it, it's in its makeup just to bear the fruit, Right? It's what happens, see, it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit that transforms us into the very image of the Son of God. It's not you. You can't change yourself. Y'all figure that out? Y'all grunted and tried so hard and so hard and fixed this. and say, You can't do that. I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't. It took the ministry of the Holy Spirit within me and me yielding to the Holy Spirit to, start, to start conforming me to the image of the Son of God. Oh, it's good. It's what the Holy Spirit does. In Colossians 1.15, it says that Jesus is the very image of the unseen God. Wow. See, what, what I'm getting at is that our destiny is to reveal the same image. He said, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to reveal or manifest the Son of God. Folks, you freshly conceived by the Holy Ghost, you're going to start revealing the Son. You freshly conceive for 2020, and you're going to start revealing the Son of God. People are going to see Him on your countenance. They're going to feel the anointing in your voice. I think I told you about Chipotle the other week. I just, I just said, I, I, I wanted chicken. I wanted rice. And I got down to the end. The lady's like, you're a preacher. You're, yeah, you're a preacher, aren't you? 
I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I heard your voice. I'm like, I just ordered chicken. She's like, I heard your voice. And I was like, uh-huh. And here I am preaching to our family, right, becoming a voice for God. It was just God again telling me, son, yeah, yeah. It's what we've been praying. Lord, let your anointing be on my voice. Are you praying that? Lord, let your anointing be on my voice. Let it be in my presence. Let it be on my touch when I'm with my friends and my brothers. And, and let it be, God. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit, it's his ministry to transform us and change us into the image of the Son of God. You're going to conceive and you're going to get pregnant. And what's going to happen is you're going to manifest a son. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. This is the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. You may know it well. If any man or woman be in Christ, you're a new creation. And the old things, they're passing away. And behold, all things are becoming new. See, this has to be freshly lit within us right now. Because we get into cycles of our life. We get into the cycles of the mundane as people. And have you ever heard um, this line, you can't teach a dog new tricks? An old dog. Oh, oh, there it is. Well, how many start confessing that you're still changeable? And the Holy Spirit's ministry is still transforming you into the image of the Son. So God can teach you and I, a few new tricks, a few new things. This work of the Holy Spirit, it's sacred. It's not a word that we hear a lot in church anymore in circles. It's sacred. Say it tonight, sacred. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is sacred within us. And I'm just about to my close. I'd like you to look at Hebrews for a moment. Hebrews chapter 1. In Hebrews chapter 1, the Apostle Paul, I believe the, the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. It could have been written by Aquila or Priscilla. There's other authors that, they, that a lot of theologians um, attach the book of Hebrews to. But and I'm not saying that I'm a theologian. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm quoting theologians. <laughs> but I, I do believe that the book of Hebrews was written by the Apostle Paul. Verse 1, he said, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to our fathers by the prophets. By the prophets. You all see that? But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things things by the power of his word when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high our days he has revealed his son in our days and time he has revealed himself how through his son through his son paul paul begins to write in colossians in Colossians chapter 1, and he builds this epic manifest about the speaking of the Lord. And then he, he, it's like he climbs the mountain all the way to verse 27. And at the top of the mountain, it's like he shouts out to us and he says, It is actually Christ in you who is the hope of glory. 
It is actually Christ in you. Everything I'm trying to preach to you, the very epic top of the mountain is this. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But look how the Lord is speaking in the last days. He's speaking by his son. But where is his son? His son's in you. What I'm saying to you is you and I are the hope of our generation. If you can receive that word. Don't grapple with it. Jesus is the light of the world, but he has made you and I the light of the world. We are the salt and we are the... Yes, that's right. And so when we manifest, and you're manifesting, you're manifesting because you're conceiving. <laughs> you're conceiving and you're bearing forth a son. And it's Christ in you that is the hope of this generation. And this generation has to see him manifest through you. This generation has to hear the power of his voice released through majestic. This generation has to hear his voice released through Lydia, through Rachel, through Jim, through Sherry, through the Godlewskis, through the cells. Are you hearing me? The Lord wants to show forth and bear forth his image of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that you become his voice and his mouth. And they hear the word of the Lord in you. Matthew 21, I'm sorry, Matthew 1 and verse 21, it says this. It says, you shall bring forth a son and you call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Who is he? He's Savior. He's Savior. He will save his people from their sins. Who is Jesus? He, he is Savior. Now, this is a big deal, and I'm going to close here. And Cody, if you'll come. This is a big deal. Because in Acts chapter 4, the apostle Luke writes these words in verse 12. He says, there is no other salvation. There is literally salvation and no other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. Wow. Are you seeing that behind me? Is it there? Acts 4.12. Read it with me. Nor is there any salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Reinhard Bonnke took this gospel. He took the power of this gospel, the simplicity of this gospel, the glory that is in this gospel, above, above the lights, above the gifts given, above the carols, above the song. It's the story and the revelation of God so loving this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into this world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Might be saved. You and I have been entrusted with this gospel of glory and power. You and I have been given the power of the name of Jesus. And it's, it's through this name that salvation comes and imparted to the earth. You've been given, I've been given, an extraordinary inheritance 
from Christ. We've been given the gospel of glory. We've been given the Savior, the Son. I'd like you to stand right now. thank you for a family, Father, that is sensitive to your spirit. I thank you for this family, Lord. They're sensitive to your spirit, and they love your voice. They love your heart. They love your presence. They love your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are releasing seed of your word over our lives. The seed of rhema word, freshly spoken word. The rhema word, the life-giving breath, breathe, freshly word of God is coming to us. And it's coming with the power to accomplish it. For no rhema word given from God comes without the power to fulfill it. And I thank you, Lord, that you are freshly speaking and we are conceiving afresh. We are conceiving anew. And we believe your word in our lives. <laughs> Amen? We believe your word, Lord. We believe your word. Be it unto us according to your word. Be it unto us according to your word, God. Manifest through us, Lord. Manifest through us. Show your glory and show your power through our lives and our family and our faith. Show your face, Lord, through our adventures with you. Show your mighty power with healing and signs and wonders and miracles. Show yourself through the demonstration of the Spirit. Show yourself through the demonstration of the Spirit. Show forth your face, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you praying that? Are you receiving that? Are you declaring that over yourself? Make those declarations now. I'm going to stop praying over you right now. I just want you to start receiving these things and declaring it, what you've received tonight. Start declaring what you've received tonight. You're taking the seed of the Word. Glory, glory, glory. declare that the word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord burns like a fire in our lives. The word of the Lord has first place. The word of the Lord has highest priority. And we honor your word, Lord. And Lord, I thank you, God, you're renewing our youth like the eagle. I thank you that you're making us younger. You're making us wiser. Hallelujah. You're making us young again, God. 
so that we can run stronger and fiercer, that we can stay focused, God, focused, and run in our lane, God, and run with fire and perseverance and with faith and patience to inherit our promises. Hallelujah. So tonight, I declare the goodness of God upon you that we've decreed and we've sang about in this room. If you'd lift your hands tonight and just declare the goodness of God is chasing you down just as we sang. <laughs> God, you're running down. You're chasing us down. The goodness of God is chasing us down. Divine favor, preferential treatment, favor from God, wild favor, things that are unexplainable, things that have nothing to do with the natural. Ha-ha. <laughs> But everything that what God has done, unexplainable. I pray the Lord blesses you in profound, supernatural, mysterious ways. All through your family, all through your children, your children's children, that the Lord blesses you in profound, crazy ways that others will look and say, it was only God. God intervened. God, God did that to God be the glory. It was God. It was God. It was the hand of God on their family that did it. It was God that lifted them up. It was God that brought them through. It was God that brought the miracle finances in. It was God that opened that door for that brother. It's extraordinary. It's the testimony of Jesus on his life. Look at what God is doing. I decree it over you tonight in Jesus' name. You are favored of God. You are highly favored of God. Now, I want to say that even as Gabriel declared it over Mary tonight. You are highly favored. My friend, my brother, my sister, you are highly favored. Oh, God. <laughs> I am highly favored of God. I am highly. Say it. I am highly favored of God. I am highly favored of God. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You are. You are. I feel a Joel Osteen coming on me right now. I know you do. Say, I'm highly favored of God. I know you do. It's been a powerful night. A powerful night. Something I... Something I like to do, it's just, it's in my DNA, is I, I believe in the altar experience with the Holy Spirit. And I believe in opening the altars for people to linger. And I'm going to tell you, I grew up like this. I, I didn't go up all the time to have people lay hands on me. And I believe in that. I believe in that. But I grew up in a church where prayer happened up here. I grew up in a church where altars were filled with people just being with the Lord. Can I just open the altars tonight? You want to linger tonight? You want to be with the Lord? Find a place to pray. Find a place to be with the Lord. We love you. We bless you. And I'm, I'm starting this week. This is our first Saturday, right, of, of December. And I'm just starting freely. I'm saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm going to say it every week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. I, I was on my way to, to, to Fort Myers, Florida this week to see my Uncle Dan, who's down doing a job, and right on, right on the beach. And uh, I, I was filling up. I had Bren's car, and I was filling up. And, and the lady was taking care of me, and there was a huge line. 
and she, she was all flustered. And, and I could tell, man, she was, she was stressing. I said, hey. She's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what? I'm like, hey, Merry Christmas. And she went, huh. I thought, she, I, I was like, ushers, help this lady. Don't let her fall down. The guy that was packing all the cigarettes, you know, I was like, usher, help him. Help her now. Don't let her fall out. She was stunned. She, I don't know what happened, but she, she got all flustered. And she goes, oh, oh. And I, I'm like, what, what? And she's like, you're the first person to tell me this year, Merry Christmas. It was so cool. It was a cool moment. She's like, you're the first person. And I'm like, well, then have a Merry Christmas. She's like, I will. I'm like, well, you got a lot of work to do. I'm out of here. Peace out. It was a great moment. I, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Brent, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Love on each other. We love you guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.